Hello and good evening. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio. And if you're out there listening on International Shortwave on 7490 WBCQ, we, we're glad to have you. Stick around. It's about ham radio. You know, many of us ham radio operators got started listening to shortwave just like you're doing it right now. So uh, we had a lot of fun back in the early days of shortwave listening. I still uh, think back a lot about that. Send us an email if you will. I'd love to hear from you, where you are. And if you're hearing the station, just send an email to tom at w5kub.com. Also, I'd like to ask everyone out there, if you will, look at this. Please subscribe. I've got a link on the, uh, on the uh, video there where you can subscribe to the channel. We really need to get you to subscribe. It helps us out a whole lot. I, uh, you know, I didn't even have a subscribe button on here for the first seven years. I thought, well, let's just put one on here. Maybe we'll get a little bit more, uh, you know, more uh, people that uh, join us here. But uh, please subscribe. Hit the like button if you like the show. Uh, and uh, you can always get in touch with us uh, again on email at tom at W-I-K-U-B. If you got something interesting for the show, we'd be glad to talk to you about it and maybe have you on the show. So just give us a contact and, uh, and let us know. So um, hit the subscribe button. Also join our Facebook group. We've got a great ham radio Facebook group. Over 12,000 hams in that group. And uh, always a lot of great activity. It's a very active uh, Facebook group. Uh, and it's just, well, it's called Amateur Radio Roundtable, but that's a whole lot to type. So if you'll just type in, in the search, just W5KUB, uh, it'll, bring, uh, it'll bring our ham radio uh, site up. So please do that. And uh, we'd love to have you join that. Uh, hey, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, hamcation. Uh, we're going to be talking about, oh man, I've, yeah, I'm looking at my list here. Oh, uh, Raisa's back with us tonight. Raisa's back with us from St. Petersburg, Russia. So uh, she's uh, always fun to uh, uh, talk to. Uh, we'll be talking with her in a, a few minutes. Uh, and then uh, I'll give you an update. I'll give you an update on what's happening. Well, you know, we had another launch today, W5KB105. And um, we, uh, I don't know, man, the, the demon got us again. The demon got us at 42,000. We went in a black hole at 42,000 feet. So we're not sure what happened yet. We're hoping the processor hung up. Uh, hopefully, uh, we hope it will reset uh, by tonight uh, during darkness. And, and uh, hopefully, uh, we might see some transmissions tomorrow. But if we don't, we just don't, and uh, that's that's the way it goes there. Uh, hey, let's jump around the room here real quick. I see I see Michael's up here first. Michael, how you doing down here in Florida, man? Is it warm down here? You're muted. You're muted. All right, there we go. Um, evening, Tom, and uh, yes, it is uh, a little uh, warm down here. Uh, we got a cold front that uh, should come through this. Uh, day or so and post to drop us down in the 60s during the day down to the 60s I mean, that's pretty cold for you guys isn't it um yeah um it must be in the 40s at night uh 60s during the day oh, so man. you know it's I, a I good change to, we would, yeah i used to get down to miami a lot every month or so and man when the temperature would hit 70 
Oh, man, they had special announcements on the news, man. Don't burn your house down with the space heaters. And I never saw so many coats and jackets coming out. But you guys seem to be a little bit more civilized up there around Orlando. Yeah, we, we do get some of the cooler weather that comes in. Um, so um, pretty much in this time of year, our average is um, mid-70s uh, for the highs and usually 50s at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Well, cool. Well, we're uh, looking forward to talking to you about hamcation coming up, and it's coming up quick. So everybody, stay tuned for that. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we can bring Glenn in here. Glenn, are you there? Come on in here, Glenn. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, I was just thinking about you know how cold it gets in Orlando. I grew up in Miami, and I was actually living in West Palm the one time in recorded history that it actually snowed. In, in West Palm Beach and northern Miami. Huh. That was like 1978, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, it, it does get cold there once in a triple blue moon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can, I, I'm sitting here thinking uh, as cold as it's been this week here in Mississippi, I'm looking forward to going to Orlando and warming up. I won't have to take a jacket or nothing. Well, that's uh, that's that's good, and uh, we want you to. Uh, you're going to be our representative. We're not going to make it down to uh, Hamcation this year, but you're our show's official representative, and you're going to have to bring back a lot of pictures and some stories, and we'll talk about Are it. Are you really you sure that you want me representing the show? Well, we'll uh, we'll lay out some very clear guidelines before <laughs> you go. Okay. All well, right. We can do a test run. I'm going to St. Louis. Okay. Uh, on the twenty first, twenty second, you know that's we'll, what we we'll can make that we'll make that a test run, and if you're we'll successful there, we'll see about you know we'll see about doing the uh, hamcation. Hey, uh, Alan. Hey, Alan. How you doing, Alan? Hey, good to see everybody. Happy New Year. I don't think I've been in here since uh, since earlier December, so uh, it's good to see everybody. A little chillier up here than it is in Florida. Uh, we're sitting at about uh, thirteen degrees. But uh, it's not as cold as uh, I think David in the uh, chat room up in Poughkeepsie, New York, is at huh. nine. Oh, so uh, we had about six inches of snow late last week. Uh, most of it is gone, but uh, what's not is now just frozen to the ground. So anyway, good to be back in and uh, should be an interesting show tonight. So uh, anyway, thanks for having me back in. Well, all right. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Uh, you know, the reason our show has been going two hours is because we have a two-hour shortwave segment. But let's just let's just uh, here here's the new thinking here. Our our show actually lasts really about one hour. That's about all we can really pack in. That's uh that's really organized, you know. So we're gonna do you know let's consider the show the first hour, and then the second hour we're gonna call that the show after the show. Okay, so. It, the show after the show will be the last hour. Nothing scripted or anything like that, and uh, we'll just you know bring people in. We'll talk about anything you want to, uh, and uh, uh, I guess if you're a ham, it don't even have to be ham related as long as you're a ham. Well, how about that, man? Anyway, we'll try to keep it ham related. Hey, let's uh, Michael, come on back in here, Michael, and let's talk uh, a little about amcation. And uh, what do you think it's going to be like this year? Um, 
Um, as of right now, our sales has been phenomenal. Um, even with the current spike with COVID, uh, we're actually on uh, pace right now to break our 2020 uh, pre-registered sales. Um, so uh, ticket sales are still coming in today. We currently have over 200 RVs uh, pre-reserved. Um, our commercial area is almost sold out. We only have a couple booths left. Uh, swaps usually is the last little bit, last couple weeks before the show. Our swaps, indoor uh, swap area sells out pretty quick. Um, so right now we are looking really good. Well, uh, that's good. And, man, uh, you know, you've got a – it kind of reminds me, you know, how Dayton, when they moved, they had to kind of go outside to the fairgrounds. You guys kind of remind me of, of, of that, you know, the, the environment, the atmosphere. Uh, but you bet guys been doing that out there for a long time, and it's been very successful, and you really got a lot of space for people. Yeah, uh, this show is actually our 75th uh, anniversary show. Uh, it is also the ARL National Convention. Our fairground sits on 85 acres um, of property, and uh, we pretty much use every bit of it for uh, parking, uh, the buildings that have all the vendors in them. Uh, we're one of the only um, ham fests that can actually fit over 200 RVs on site uh, with full power hookup and water. That's uh, That's amazing. And uh, those people are just right there on site, right with walking distance of everything, right? In fact, Correct. in fact, uh, I guess they, out there at the RV area, don't they even display some of their equipment and stuff out there? Correct. We got an RV tailgate area, which is uh, a little closer in from where all the main RVs are. So if you want to sell something, you can uh, purchase an RV tailgate spot and actually sell from right out of your RV. Yeah, that is that's cooler. Uh so uh okay well hopefully covid uh is not going to be an issue this year for you things it's got to be getting better i think you know a lot of people are getting shots and i don't know i think we're all going to get it it's just going to be like a cold and we're going to have to live with it right um you know? correct uh yeah. currently in the state of florida there are no mask mandates um and even locally there is none uh we will have um at the show, we will not mandate masks, but we will strongly encourage people to wear them when they are in the buildings. Uh, we will have masks available at all the doors when people come in if they would like one. Uh, we will have them on hand. Uh, they also will be hand sanitizing stations all throughout the show also uh, for people to uh, use. So, uh, And as of right now, that's uh, what's going to happen. We will make a final decision by the end of the month uh, for all the final what's going on at that point of anything so for COVID, so and i can tell you the show will not be canceled well that's uh that's great uh hey uh for people out there watching uh i just want to let them know you've changed your call you're not w4 mca any longer you're w4 <laughs> orl is that right uh correct yeah everybody sees my shirt i haven't got new shirts yet with my new call on it uh so yes i did it's w4orl now yeah yeah okay well um i i sure wish we get down here this year but we're not going to be able to make it man maybe next year we'll come down and see you um i the uh my friend that launched the bloom with us today 
he went home. He was going to drive to Orlando tomorrow. There's a big uh, automotive show down there. I think 3,500 cars or something like it. I don't know. He was going to drive down there tomorrow, but his wife came down with uh, COVID symptoms. Or I, I gave him a COVID tester, and he's got COVID. So I, I don't know if that was tested positive on purpose or what. But they were going to drive down tomorrow morning. He's a little disappointed now. But uh, anyway, uh, hey, uh, I got a bunch of pictures here. I'm going to run through some pictures of of okay. uh, the last time I was there, which was, I guess, the year before last. And, uh, you know, feel free to kind of talk about it. You know, this is inside. This is outside. This is building okay. A, B, C, and so forth. I'll kind of go through them here kind of fast. Uh, they're not in any kind of order. Uh, can you see that okay? Uh, yes, this is actually our outside um, RV slash tailgate area. Uh, so these are vendors selling stuff outside from their uh, vehicles. All right. Uh, another shot. Um, this is actually uh, looking back at the commercial buildings from the RV tailgate area. Uh, so this is like the main walkthrough to get up to the buildings. All right. Um, this is the, basically the road that has all the RV tailgaters. You'll see the RVs on the left. And uh, then they set up right in front of their RV with their uh, products they want to sell outside. And, you know, they, they looked like they were having a great time out there last year. They were just sitting here under their awning there at the RV and, you know, just talking about things. I don't think they cared if they sold anything or not. No, you but know? they had some good stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. They had really good stuff. Yeah. yeah I was trying see. to figure out how to get it back on the airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is across. Most of the yeah. Yeah, most of the guys outside, uh, that's the whole purpose. They just want to hang out. It's uh, almost like a little reunion every year. Everybody pretty much parks next to their friends, and they hang out and talk while people come by. And I think most of them, if they can just sell one or two items, they're happy. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's one of your vendors right there. What, gifts for us, I think. All right, uh, gifts for hams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is inside the commercial building. Yeah. Some of the vendors? Yeah, Batteries America, of course, is right there um, in this shot. So, And they're right across from Giga Parts. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the part of Giga Parts here where they actually had the uh, vehicle inside the building. So, I guess that's the same building, not sure. Just it was Yeah, this is the same uh, main commercial building. Oh, okay. Um, just a different view of it. Yeah, one thing they haven't mentioned is, you know, y'all have a really good selection of vendors out there for food. Uh, we do. Uh, yeah. Outside uh, pretty much your fair type of foods, uh, we have a um, person that comes in uh, with a um, pizza brick oven that makes uh, pizzas on site. Um, there's... Um, subs there's uh fried donuts fried twinkies um oh man of course your burgers all that type of stuff there's all kind of food vendors barbecue well glenn you're gonna have to diet a little bit before you go down here they got all they got they got deep fried twinkies man yeah i mean they the, the food was wonderful you know yeah. it was yeah you know it was you know i i enjoyed it of course, that was really the first time I was allowed out of the house when I went there two years ago. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see where, if I can remember what picture I was at. We were there, I think. Here's another one. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's uh, a. Where's uh, MFJ? This yeah. is all of MFJ. Uh, they will be here this year, and they are actually have a uh, new setup they're doing. Uh, so their booth's going to look really different this year. It'd be the first time they're actually using this new setup. Mm hmm. That's good. Looks like HRO. I see, uh, I see Katie there. I see Katie. Yeah, Katie. And, uh, of course, Mark's in the background, which retired now. And uh, Steve is back there. So uh, those guys will be – Mark won't be back, but uh, Steve will be here with uh, a whole bunch of other people. And, of course, they – don't forget that they opened the HRO locally here in Winter Springs now. Oh, yeah, so, I heard uh, that. I you heard can also that, visit, visit yeah. that while you're here. Yep, yep. There's your big of course, ICOM, uh, Ray, and uh, the guys will be back this year also. There's Bob. Unfortunately, Bob will not be here this year. Okay. No. Uh, you know, I think Bob, you know, his wife uh, went through all the uh, uh, cancer treatment. I think her immunity system is kind of low, and they're, they're just it, hanging low it, right now waiting for this uh, Omicron and stuff to kind of clear away. They don't want to risk it, and I can understand why. Yeah, and that's exactly why they won't yeah. be here. So yeah. they don't want to take the chance of somebody taking it back to her. That's right. Yeah. Where's well, our friend Ron? Ron with uh, um, Gold Medal Ideas. Yeah. 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 Gold Medal Ideas. So Ron and Amy will be back. Yep. There he is right there. He looks happy. Must be doing good business <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, I see a monitor there. Um, what are we looking at there? I wonder. Trying to see here. I'm not sure what that is. I think it was one of the soft, or that's it, um, the software uh, ham. Um, is that ham radio deluxe? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yes. All right. Now they're going to be there this year. Uh, ARL will be here, and with the national convention, they're going to have a huge area this year. They're bringing the expo in, and they'll have between um, 50 to 70 ARL directors, and the president, the um, C new CEO will be here. Um, I was told the new uh, emergency manager that they just hired will be here also. Um, and also, ARL is doing the training tracks uh, on Thursday prior to uh, amcation for the national convention. And you can actually pick for from four different training tracks that you can do. And one of them is going to be Contest University with um, mm -hmm. Tim Duffy. Uh, he will be here. There's an emergency communications one. There's an ARL, what's called an ARL handbook, which will go through a few topics out of the handbook in more detail. And then there's a technology one. And uh, also at the site, everybody will be in four different training tracks. At lunchtime, everybody will come together, and uh, the CEO of ARL will be the keynote speaker. And then everybody else will go back to their training tracks and finish their uh, eight hours of training for that day. And uh, and then on uh, Thursday or Friday starts the actual amcation. Uh, well, they're going to have a lot of people there. This is uh, it's going to be a big deal for the ARL. Sure. Yeah, I think yes. this will be the first ham fest where they have my new book too, so that could be fun. Is it good? Good. Yeah, they normally well they normally bring their 
their bookstore with them. I don't know if they're going to do that this year or not. I know they do in the past, but I, with a national convention, they'll probably bring more stuff usually than normal years. So chances are they might have it this year. Oh, that'll be cool. I'll have to check with them. Yeah. There's uh, Radiant Waves. Yep. They will actually be here. Um, ah. All right, that's so. cool. Yeah, we haven't seen Emmett forever. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, even in Huntsville, I didn't see him. It was uh, their daughter, I believe it was, was there. Yeah, Emmett um, did give a couple of prizes away uh, at Huntsville for us, uh, but we haven't seen him in quite a while. So, um, of course, here you have um, this is uh, uh, Yezu in the background. They're actually moving to a different booth, and we'll actually have four booths this year. And they're going to have some new stuff set up also to uh, showcase this year oh, out cool. of their new booth. Cool. Cool. Amsat. And, of course, Amsat. Uh, Amsat will be there. Um, We've already talked about Yezu. Let's go back outside yeah. there. Hey, nice, pretty blue sky with some little white, puffy clouds. Um, this is part of the food area. Um, yeah. Actually, in the back was the... Um, the barbecue gentleman, Chris, uh, with all the barbecue. And also, I'll let you know this year, also, one thing that's going to be new uh, for Hamcation, ICOM has actually sponsored um, 10 uh, picnic tables with ICOM umbrellas uh, for more areas for people Whoa. to sit to get out of the sun. Uh, that's uh, fancy. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you say, do we know if Emmett's coming or not? We, I, I am we not 100% have... sure if he's coming yeah. with MCOM 1 or not. All right. All right. This is actually our North Hall. This is uh, another commercial building, a little smaller than the first one. But this is the main building that everybody wants to know where it's at because the prize and info booth is in this building where you put all your tickets in uh, for the great prizes that we offer. Yeah, it's right. kind of like Dayton. You have to get used to what's in what building and how to get oh, to the yeah. various buildings. My, my first year at Dayton was, I was just totally lost trying to figure out where everything was. Yeah. It was the same for me at Orlando last time. That was my first trip there in forever. And uh, I actually lived in Orlando back in the late 70s. But, you know, learning the lay of the land was half the battle. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. Although it was laid out very good, it was just new to me. It's really spread yeah, out. Yeah, you that's can, what you most tell. people. You can uh, tell. By you're your talking pictures. about uh, dieting. Uh, you really don't have to diet because uh, you're going to yeah. walk off all the carbs you well, eat. That, that's exactly. true too, man. That, that's true too. I mean, you can look at just the space here we're talking about. I mean, you there's it's a well, there's a lot hey, of walking. There's a long ways from the center there of those buildings way out to some of these places, man. It is. It's a lot of stuff there. It, it is, and just like I said, it's over 85 acres, and we take up the whole thing. Um, so pretty much, uh, Huntsville uh, had a booth here. Yeah, um, and that's that's a uh, Kelly Mark there, and, Kelly and Mark. And Kelly, yep, and they will be back this year. That's good. And let's see, there's another one there with Kelly and 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 Mark and some other yep. guy. I don't know who that is, but. Uh, uh. Just a I'm photo bomber. I'm going to I'm gonna have to enlarge it a little bit. Let's see who it is. But, yeah, we had fun there. It's, it's hey, great uh, great seeing uh, Kelly and, and Mark down there. Uh, let's see. There's back. There's Emmett back here at Radio yep. Waves. Radio Waves. 
Oh, we got a bunch of him. Let's see. There we go. We got a, we got somebody back here. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> um, what do you call it when you do the picture? You kind of photo bomb. Yeah, photo. We got a photo bomb back here. Looks like um, looks like Richard. Richard yeah, from MFJ. I don't know who that is head right below him there, but he looks a little pale. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, hey, Katie was there. I don't know. I haven't heard from her yet whether she's going this year. I don't think they're going this year. I don't think they're going it's this year. It's a long ways for them, man. There's some of the gang there uh, that I met. Uh, we've met years uh, back. Uh, I met him at one of the uh, MFJ uh, anniversaries. Uh uh, this guy in the blue right there, his wife bought him a 811H amplifier for his anniversary. Uh, that was cool. And let's see. Well, we got a bunch of them. Let's see. And there we go. Ray's always got a big smile. Yes. All right. I'm not sure which building this is. Uh, this is going to be our... Is this the flea, the, um... This is the swaps building. The swap stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, that's uh, nice. This is our swaps building. Uh, over 300 tables, swap tables in that building, and um, it's usually 99% full. Oh, yeah. Man, now you, you're making me want to come down. Oh, man, I got to rethink <laughs> it. I got re- to rethink this, man. I got to rethink it. I mean, we still have tickets, Tom. Hey, with weather with weather like this, man, I'll slip in the back door, man. Hey, with weather like this, <laughs> you, you know, you can't beat it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So more pictures of outside. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is a couple of friends of mine. Uh, he uh, let's see, he, he does the uh, oh well, man, uh, the QSL cards. Randy, I think Randy. I'm trying to think his call. And it's also, I think the guy's an artist. It uh, does a lot of uh, things. Well, the call there is what KU four UK. Well, that's one to call, but uh, that's not that's not Randy's call. Oh, it's not his. There's Bob again. Uh, all right, I think that's uh, all the pictures we've got there, uh, Michael. Um, okay. So you know that gives people a good overview of what the place looks like, and hey, you got inside. Uh, you know, hey, if you if you can't stand the heat, man, go inside where it's cooler. What heat? Get That's out a sun, perfect you know? time of year. Hey, it was a little cool there last year when we yeah. went. You know, it it was, it was a little cool, but that didn't bother us all, man. I enjoyed it. I sat under that big tent and. I don't think it rained at all that weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, um, any other thing special going on, Michael, uh, uh, that you guys are planning? Um, um, you want to talk a, about a couple things. Uh, one of them is uh, Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Uh, actually, in our swaps building, since uh, the vendors are not set up yet, uh, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, will be doing a kit build on Wednesday, February 9th at 6 p.m. Um, we'll get more information up probably this coming week on the website about it and uh, okay. what type of kit it will be and all that. So uh, he is going to be doing that. Um also, the ARL training tracks, if you go to uh, the front page here, there's a link on there to uh, that can take you to the training tracks. Talk about the National Convention if you want to sign up for them from ARL. Um, 
some great forms uh, that we're having. Uh, Tim Duffy is going to be doing a grounding and bonding form. Uh, Carol Perry's youth form. Uh, they will be a huge ARL membership form that the uh, Rick Roderick and Dave Minster, the president and the CEO of ARL, will be hosting. And uh, I was told part of it's going to be open so people can ask questions, uh, future stuff from ARL. Um, and the biggest thing is uh, just watch the website for updates and our social media. Everything is at Hamcation. Uh, and if you scroll down to the bottom of the front page of uh, the Hamcation, you can actually sign up for our Hamcation newsletter um, at the very bottom. And that's where you get the latest updates that we send out um, about Hamcation. So any updates we have, anything like that, um, we'll be on there. And the other biggest thing we did this year uh, for our testing, uh, we'll actually be one of the first large ham fest that will do be doing a uh, totally paperless exams. Um, we've partnered with hamstudy.org and all the exams will be uh, electronic and on tablets. So there will be no paper involved. Very cool. All right. Well, very good, Michael. And everybody can just go to uh, hamcation.com and uh, find uh Find out anything they need to find out about it. And it's coming up here soon, isn't it? We're not very far uh, away. It's like five yeah, months uh, out. February 11th. 11th, yeah. 12th, and 13th. You know, and it seemed like la the last time I was down here was, uh, well, I don't remember the exact days, but that was my birthday is the 12th. So it, I think it was on my birthday. So Yeah, uh, one of them probably was. Yeah, so this is going to be on my birthday. I need to get down there. I really do, maybe. You really do, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's well, Glenn, be fun. Glenn, you could drive and I could ride down with you. No, sir, I've got my plane ticket. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I'm actually right. going down on Wednesday. I'm going to be spending some time with friends on uh, Wednesday evening and Thursday and uh, then doing the ham fest. And of course, you know, Michael left off the most important part of the thing for me. I'm doing a forum there on Saturday morning. So, oh, are you? Know, I, you know, I, we, you didn't even know. You're so busy, you hey, don't have time. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there are a bunch of forums, man. <laughs> there, there, oh, I think there's, there's almost bunch. 40 of them over two wow. days. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure where you rating at 40. He can't remember all of them, you know. No, he can't remember me. I'm down 39, yeah. 38, thereabouts. Yours yeah. will be good. Okay, hey, Michael, <laughs> thanks very much uh, for uh, sharing it with us and. Uh, we wish you a successful hamcation again this year, and uh, um, we got to get back to ham radio. You know, and it's it's going to be good to get get people together again. You know. Yeah, yep. I'm looking and forward. Our, and the biggest thing is, that's a perfect theme that we had this year that we actually rolled over from 2021 when we end up having to do the virtual event. But our theme is rediscover radio uh, cool. for hams that's already out there to uh, rediscover radio based on get learning new things and then from new hams to discover radio. Uh, well, but good. that was our theme that we rolled over. So That's great. All right, man, thank you. Hey, Michael, feel free to stay with us if you want to and take part in the rest of the show uh, or leave or whatever you want to do, man. Get you a cup of coffee or something else to drink and uh, just, uh, you know, play ham radio, radio with us the next hour or so. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks. Yep.
All right, that was a great uh, information on the uh, Amcation 2022. Oh, man, hope it's going to be a good year, 2022. Yeah, it feels good to have some ham fest starting back up again. I think 2022 is going to turn out to be okay, believe me. I, I, I really hope have so. hopes it's going to be all right. You know, I'm, I'm seeing it advertised as 2020 in the word T-O-O, you know, like 2022. I, I think it's going to be a good year, though. We'll see how it's going to go. All right, well, hey, everybody. going to have to flare up, and then it's going to die down. Yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's just take a quick break here. We'll be right back in just a minute. And, uh, man, we're going to go to Russia in just a minute and uh, see what Raisha is doing. Didn't get everything on your holiday list? Now is the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new IT52A handheld. This radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out. The ID52A is now shipping. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is a VHF-UHF dual-bander with D-Star and FM dual-mode functions. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex and worldwide calls over the D-Star internet gateway. The ID52A is the first handheld amateur radio with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display and the ability to send photos over D-Star with a connected Android phone. Features include a wideband receiver with guaranteed range of 144 through 148 and 440 through 450 MHz. It has an integrated GPS receiver, including grid square location. It also has a micro USB for data transfer, programming, and charging, and it's IPX7 waterproof. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, we are back. And uh, we're going to keep this thing going here. We're going to go out to Russia in just a moment. But uh, let's uh, let's jump in here with Alan just for a minute. Alan, uh we're going to go to Russia next, but I think you had a couple segments that uh, fill us in on what the segments are about, and uh, I don't know if we'll squeak one in tonight. If not, we're going to do them next week. Yeah, so, yeah, I've got two little things queued up that uh, we could get to tonight or, or in the coming weeks, uh, both uh, kind of centered around the nano VNA, and one of them is uh, using the VNA along with your antenna tuner. To, so you can actually see the effect of your tuner and help you to dial it in uh, maybe with a little bit more intuition of what's going on. That's about a six minute long uh, video there. And then the other one also kind of talks about the nano, uses the nano VNA to kind of show the effects of adding or subtracting transmission line length between your transmitter and your antenna to see what happens in complex impedance and what happens to SWR and, uh, and how you can kind of predict what might be happening there and, and why sometimes adding or subtracting a little bit of coax length might make your tuner work a little better. 
So that one's a little bit longer. That's about an eight-minute video. So yeah, we may not have time for them tonight, but there are certainly things that we can uh, queue up for coming weeks if we don't have time. Sure. And I know it it gets late early for you there on the uh, East Coast, <laughs> uh, on the right coast. So yes. uh, uh, we don't want to push you in too late here. I know the dog has to be walked uh, in just yep. a few minutes. Although at 12 degrees, she's not going to yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, don't want to walk <laughs> long here. All right, all right. Let's see what's coming up here. Let's let's think of this. I think we ought to go overseas. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's time to go to. Is it Russia today? I'm not sure. There may be a surprise today. We may not be going to Russia, so we're going to find out here. Let's welcome in uh, Raisa with us. Uh, Raisa is uh, R1BIG and uh, from St. Petersburg, but I think she's got some news to tell us today. I don't know. Hey, Raisa, how are you doing? Hello, Tom. Hello, everybody. I'm very well, very fine. Thank you so much. How are you? Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing really well. You know, it's been the holidays. We were having fun and having a lot of uh, hey we had some snow yesterday we had our first snow yesterday we had almost uh uh, uh two and a half centimeters of snow yesterday wow that's a big snow two and a half centimeters that's a big snow for us how about you do you get snow yes uh, i'm in finland today not in russia uh and uh, it, it is uh, much snow on the ground uh, and uh, it is not snowing right now but uh, the temperature is uh, minus uh, 10 celsius degrees uh, and uh, uh, not very cold and not very indie, windy and nice uh, to be outside too uh, and uh, i'm in finland and i have a very great news uh, because i passed my finnish uh, exam and now i have my a Finnish call sign, and this is OH7BG. <laughs> now I have two uh, different call signs because I'm very often QRV from Finland, uh, and now uh, I will work with my own call sign. <laughs> wow, that is uh, that is great, and and you got OH7BG, almost like BIG. Did you request that? Uh, yes, in Finland, uh, I uh, have uh, opportunity to choose my call sign, and I have uh, different ideas uh, why uh, exactly uh, BG. Uh, unfortunately, I could not uh, get uh, BIG because um, in the rules uh, in Finland, uh, it wasn't possible to uh, use uh, BIG because uh, someone uh, already has this uh, suffix and i could not uh, be one more big yeah. <laughs> that's why uh, i need to choose something uh, uh, else uh, and uh, bg uh, it is two letters from my russian call signs and also as um, uh, wives uh, the my uh, elmer's uh, wife uh, my elmer is um, one of my elmer is oscar hotel uh, to uh, bravo radio yuka uh, his uh, wife is uh, OH2BR, and uh, I am glad uh, OH2BG, <laughs> and I'm glad also to be BG. And my second Elmer, uh, he is uh, Boris Gnusov. Uh, it is the first letter of his uh, surname and name. 
and uh, two letters from my Russian call sign. I have well, very wonderful three reasons. <laughs> that is uh, that is great there. And uh, so you're in Finland uh, uh, all week or today. Uh, are you making you're making contacts from Finland? How is that going? Are you having fun? Yes, uh, I'm in Finland. We have uh, in Russia uh, seven days uh, off. Uh, we have uh, Christmas holidays uh, from uh, the uh, 31st uh, of, of December until uh, uh, until the 9th of January. It is Christmas holiday and uh, uh, New Year's holiday here in Russia. Uh, and uh, I uh, uh, am spending this uh, time here in Finland, uh, and uh, I do my uh, seven days uh, mara marathon uh, on the radio, every day on the radio, and sometimes I stream in my social media. I have, uh, I had the stream in my Facebook page, today uh, it was in my Instagram page, and today I had a huge pileup. It was very huge, and uh, I don't know uh, exactly, but I think that I had uh, uh, more than three um, uh, hundred square soar oh. <laughs> for uh, three hours. It was uh, uh, around three hours on the air and three hours streaming on <laughs> Instagram. It was a great uh, day, and uh, um, I had uh, even the the um, QSO. Uh, with Australia, it was only one uh, QSO, and it was absolutely amazing. He uh, he broken my pileup. Uh, uh, it was uh, Victor Kilo Free uh, X-ray Tango, and <laughs> I was absolutely happy to have uh, such a great DX for me. Oh, oh man! All right. Well, hey, I'm gonna start watching uh, your. I, I see sometimes it says you're live when you're streaming, and I'm going to watch for that. Someday I'm going to try to work you there in Russia uh, from here. And uh, it'd, be, um, it'd just be really nice to try to make a contact with you there. Hey, let's talk a little about uh, last time you were on the show with us, you were using a balloon to hold up an antenna at a quarry. And um, mm -hmm. after you did your portable operation, then I think you uh, used the balloon and did another adventure. You sent the balloon away, and um, it went very high, and you, you chased it, and you went and found it. Uh, so uh, tell us a little about that, and then we'll watch a short video. Uh, tell us what happened there. Uh, I will back uh, to this question, and uh, I just thought that uh, it would be really great to have a QSO with you. Uh, I think that uh, in the winter time uh, it could be a little bit uh, difficult uh, because of uh, polar cap between us, and maybe it will be. Uh, for example, during all these days, I have only I had only one QSO with the USA. Uh, it means that propagation between us uh, right now not so good, but uh, I think that uh, it will be changed and uh, we'll be very glad to have uh, the cruise with you. <laughs> and uh, back to my uh, adventures with my balloon. <laughs> uh, it was really great uh, to uh, get it uh, away, put it, put it um, in the sky and uh, uh, 
uh, to have a, a great uh, video from the camera in the sky and to see uh, our um, our earth um, from this high level it was uh, so nice and interesting uh, adventures uh, but uh, my goal was uh, to be um, with a, a new um, antenna for me it was uh, vertical with which was uh, on the balloon uh, and it was my goal and uh, the second part of the adventures was uh, <laughs> not um, my uh, it, it wasn't my, it wasn't my idea because uh, my friends who helped me with this balloon they are this, they are specialists in this uh, um, thing and uh, they um, know uh, how to uh, um, how to launch balloons uh, and they do it. Well, that's uh, that's great. So. Let's take a look at the video and see how things went. You know, we launched one just like that uh, uh, this year, and uh, it was very exciting for us to chase it and go find it. And uh, let's just take, the, take a look at the video uh, of your adventure with the balloon, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss it, okay? Okay. <laughs> It is amazing moment. Thanks. So, my friends, in the first video about this balloon, link to it in the description, you saw how we prepared the balloon for launch and how I worked on the air on a vertical antenna. Now, I let fly the balloon into the sky with a camera, GPS tracker, VHF transmitter and of course a parachute. Next you will see the sky journey until almost 10 kilometers high, where and how it will land, how we will find it and why we will have to use my big shot antenna launcher.
random place and it will be surprise for us. We are closer and closer to our goal. Look at this, look at this. Now we have a big challenge because uh, we need to get our camera and all GPS navigators. Oh! Отлично. Секунду. Тут уже, по-моему, какая-то часть чуть ли не с достижимости для удочки. Не-не-не. не. Подожди, он сам спускается. На мой верх больше не надо тянуть. Давай, 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 Антонечка, давай. Там камера просто излучает какую-то адовую мощь. Мы достали камеру. Она очень теплая. Выпьем кипяток. И это все на какой-то чахлый вот такой вот бать.
All right, boy, that was a great video. Uh, looks like you had a lot of fun there, uh, uh, Raisa. I, I've just got a couple questions. Uh, you know, tell tell us again what what you had on the balloon. You had, uh, I guess, GPS and some cameras. What what all did you have on the balloon? You want to describe that for us? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, it uh, was a uh, camera inside uh, and uh, uh, trans um, transmitter for uh, 434 uh, megahertz uh, and uh, also uh, GPS and GSM uh, trackers there. Uh, and all these uh, things uh, helped us uh, to find the balloon and to find where it was uh, um, landed. <laughs> well, all right. Well, uh, just a couple more questions about that. You know, I noticed that you you launched it at nighttime. Now we did ours during the daytime because we thought maybe we have better luck finding it in the day daytime. But you launched at nighttime, very dark there. So, was there a, a reason that you wanted to launch at nighttime? <laughs> No, it wasn't the reason, uh, but uh, the reason was uh, to use the uh, 80 meters band antenna. And like you know, uh, 80 meters band works only in the uh, evening time uh, or in the night time. Uh, that's why we need uh, to, to start it with, uh, to try, um, try the antenna uh, quite uh, late in the evening, uh, especially uh, in uh, our region, uh, in the summertime, we have uh, um, white nights, you know, uh, and uh, we needed uh, to wait uh, time uh, to walk on 80 meters band. <laughs> That's why it was uh, uh, late in the evening uh, and we have to find the uh, balloon uh, at night. It was uh, at the middle of the on the night uh, and then uh, we have a uh, really big adventures uh, to uh, take took it uh, back because uh, uh, it was uh, landed uh, on the very high uh, pine tree <laughs> and uh, when we uh, saw uh, this uh, picture with this pine and uh, our uh, balloon there <laughs> It was very funny, and we were absolutely uh, amazed and did, didn't know what we should do. <laughs> well, I know, uh, yeah, I, and yeah, I want to talk a little about that. It was in a tree, very high pine tree, and uh, uh, that can be bad. Uh, you know, I, I know people here in the States that fly the balloons like that, and they carry a chainsaw with them. You know what a chainsaw is? Do you, do you know what a chainsaw is? It's a saw. No, I don't know. It's a saw, you know, that cuts trees. It's a saw with a with a gasoline uh, engine, a gasoline uh, engine. They crank it, uh, and they, uh, you know, they cut the tree down. So they carry they carry a, a chainsaw with them to get the balloon down, and they have to cut the tree down, and the tree tree falls, oh. and then they get it. But So you, you had a different approach. Uh, uh, tell us about getting the balloon down out of the tree. Uh, I, and I guess the thing you were using, is it called a, a big shot or something like that? How, tell us a little about getting it down. Was it difficult to get it down? Uh, 
we have yes we have uh, with us uh, big shot uh, and uh, it helped um, me um, every time when i uh, set up my antenna on the trees because we have here a lot of trees in the forest when i am portable walking uh, i use uh, this big shot uh, uh, very actively <laughs> uh, and uh, it uh, helped us in this case too uh, and uh, I then I saw that it is so high and uh, you know uh, we uh, should be very lucky to put this uh, small small stone uh, with uh, a, a big um, long uh, wire uh, long wire and uh, to go through the parachute through the parachute yeah. because uh, of uh, uh, um, parachute was uh, set up on this um, camera and this case with the camera, GPS tracker and so on. Uh, and uh, it was <laughs> a really um, big challenge uh, to uh, put, to, to, to got it. Uh, but we were very lucky. Uh, Alex made only uh, three um, times, um, uh, three... Three shots? Yeah. Three, sh three shots, yes, uh, and the, the third uh, was uh, uh, successful, and uh, I could not imagine that it's possible so quickly. It was really uh, <laughs> fantastic and surprise. I was very, very amazed of it. Yeah. Well, he uh, he must be a great shot because you know that the parachutes for those balloons, the parachutes are not very big; they're pretty small. And you, sh you, you guys shot the big shot through the parachute strings, where you could pull it down, and that's amazing how you were able to do that. What what time of night was it? Midnight? Was it one o'clock in the morning? What time were you out there? Uh, I think we found it uh, uh, at the middle of the night, and uh, when we are preparing all these uh, things and go um, and. Uh, took the big shot from the car. It was, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 300 uh, meters from the, from the road and we need to go back uh, to, to take, um, uh, to, took, uh, to take, uh, <laughs> uh, to take big shot. Uh, and uh, I think that we uh, got it uh, uh, in 2 a.m. It was in 2 a.m. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, but we was absolutely happy to get it. <laughs> yeah, 2 a.m. Wow. I don't know. 2 a.m. Oh, okay. Well, hey, it's amazing, uh, your adventure. It seems like you're always trying something new. And uh, I could tell you had a lot of fun uh, uh, in doing it there. So, um, you know, I'm interested in the big shot. I'm interested in that because uh, I've, I've seen a couple people use the big shot and i'm thinking maybe i need to get a big shot but i think you are an expert i think you just froze on me are you still there there you go okay your picture froze for one second uh, you know i uh, i, I want to get me a big shot but i think you're an expert with the big shot so uh maybe soon i want to see a video with you using the big shot all by yourself to put some antennas up can can we do that soon 
Yes, of oh. course. It could be our second video and you will see how I walk with the, the big shot. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, that, that'll be a fun segment, I know. So, uh, Raisa, uh, hey, it's the holidays. I know you're very busy uh, to take time to, to be with us here. I'm not going to take any more of your time. I just want to say thank you so much for being with us and bringing to us this segment. Uh, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all those uh, wishes to you and your family. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, Like always, it was a great pleasure to me. Uh, My best uh, wishes, warm wishes from cold Finland (laughs) to you, to your family, and to everybody. Thank you so much, 7388, and uh, hope uh, to meet you uh, on the band. Bye-bye. All right. And, and, hey, let's just tell everybody again. You can find Raisa on um, Facebook. Just uh, key in Y-L Raisa, R-A-I-S-A, and you'll find her and also her YouTube channel. I think if you just look for Y-L Raisa uh, on her YouTube channel, and uh, I should have it right here somewhere. Let's see. There it is right there. So just key that in and, hey, join her YouTube channel and you guys will be amazed at all the things that she does there. So 7388, all those good things. We'll see you soon. Uh, Stay warm there in Finland and have fun uh, with Ham Radio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well. She always has fun doing something. Uh, I think in an cu- upcoming video, I want to see one of her portable operations where she actually uses the big shot. I've seen her use the big shot. She's pretty good shot with the thing, and uh, you'll be amazed. And uh, 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 we're so glad yeah, to I have. Use, uh, I use one of those yeah. throw weights. It's like an arborist yeah, uh, throw yeah. weight, and uh, I use that. Uh, but I don't use the big shot with it. I do the the swinging thing to kind of get it up in the trees. Yeah, I've had a lot of tree work done here, uh, uh, Alan, in my, you know, this yard. You, you guys know I've, I've had major big trees fall through my roof and limbs break and all kinds of stuff. I've had a lot of trees taken down here in my yard, but I've got some trees that are 80 to 100 feet tall, and uh, they're really good for holding antennas up. Now, I don't use that arbor thing. That's what they used when, they, when those guys came and, you know, cut the limbs and cut the trees down. Uh, they used a lot of that arbor thing that they the weight that they throw like you're describing and they were pretty good with it uh you know i've got one of those uh pneumatic uh air uh guns that shoots a projectile that i built uh, that works pretty good i can shoot that about i don't know 300 feet probably up so i can put it over the trees but i'm, I'm pretty good with a slingshot i'm very accurate with the slingshot usually within one or two shots uh, I can put it right over a limb that uh, I want to, but that that uh, big shot looks uh, really interesting because it's so it's so tall and you you got so much. I don't know. Yeah, it looks, yeah really precise you too. You can kind of get that thing right where you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, maybe here soon we'll uh, we'll have a maybe uh, talk to her about uh, demoing the uh, big shot for us here. Uh, hey, let me make just a couple quick announcements here, guys. We're, we're uh, an hour into the show. It's about time to do the show after the show. Uh, hey, if, if you're out there and you're new, we'd love to hear from you in the chat room. Let us know who you are, uh, and uh, we'll say hello to you there. Uh, hey, please join our uh, Facebook group. 
Uh, it's just W5KUB. Just uh, key that in to search. Also, I got a little little uh, arrow here. I think that's pointing at the uh, subscribe button, I think. And um, please click that subscribe button. That will greatly help us out with the show. Pointing right at my shoulder. Am I right at your shoulder? <laughs> well, it's pretty close to the... Uh, am I close to the... Let's see... I'll move it a little bit. I get it off. Yeah, it's show. right there, next there to the big red button that says "Do Yeah, big, just hit that big button there, and and uh, you can uh, you can subscribe there. We'd like to have you do that. Uh, uh, hey, if you're out there and listening on shortwave, send us an email to Tom at w5kub.com. We want to hear from you where you are and uh, how you're hearing the radio station. Um, and if you've got any ideas and you got some neat projects or something going on, something interesting. Shoot us an email, and um, we'll get you on the show here. Uh, you might have noticed we've changed the website up some lately. Uh, you really need to go to w5kub.com. I think some of you might be trying to go to my personal at tmedlin.com. It might not take you there anymore. So um, hopefully you found the chat room and all that. Hey, just very quickly, I just want to mention, you know, we had a lot of excitement going this morning. A lot of uh, we were building up to... Uh, a new launch with um, W5KUB105, and uh, we thought we were going to have a good run this time. Uh, but when we got up to uh, super pressure, when we got to about 42,000 feet, we were expecting the super pressure there, and we lost all radio communications with the crew. So at 42,000, uh, that's the last transmission we've got, nothing after that. We waited uh, to the time slot, the next 10 minutes, nothing, and then there's been nothing since then. So we haven't heard from it. I think there's two possibilities. One, we may have had a uh, massive balloon failure, uh, and it and it uh, uh, came down fast. Uh, it will come down at terminal velocity, which is about 170 feet per second, uh, and at 42,000 feet, that means it will hit the ground in 245 seconds. Uh, that's about four minutes. And uh, we only send out a uh, position report every 10 minutes. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that it was going to land in a tree and it, and, uh, it would have continued transmitting. We didn't hear, hear from it. Now, the second possibility, and we've got our fingers crossed, is tomorrow morning, W5KUB105 will come back alive. It's very possible, but doubtful. It's possible that the uh, the Arduino processor could have got hung up or messed up, and uh, it will reset tonight during darkness. It will reset, and tomorrow it should come back on. We hope that's it. But it's just a major big coincidence that it happened right there where the demon is at 42,000 feet. And for you guys that have followed the show, we have lost um, we have lost the uh, uh, last three or four balloons right at forty two thousand feet, um, and uh, there's a tremendous amount of differential pressure in the balloon there, and that's a very critical period. Um, so I don't know. We may do another one. Uh, I was telling my friend uh, I'm thinking about joining Balloon Anonymous. Yeah, maybe some of you guys probably know what Alcohol Anonymous is, but uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna join right after there, the next balloon launch. Maybe right after the next balloon launch, I'm gonna join Balloon Anonymous, guys. Uh, you know, we have 
We set a goal two years ago on this show. We set a goal to get a balloon around the world, and we've done it successfully a few times. Uh, our best flight was three and a half times around the wor world in 72 days. But, you know, we have had, I don't know, 15 or 20 flights, mostly with the SBS balloon. And um, balloon anonymous, I, I, there's a, I can tell. There's, there's, it's a sickness, guys. Once you... <laughs> Once you start doing it, there's it's going to be hard to break. Yeah, but uh, you notice Raisa put her call on her balloon. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Now that was a little bit different deal. That was the balloon you chase. This is this is not what we're doing here. So, so anyway, what I was going to say is, for the show, we've achieved our goal for the show, but we still have that itch to do a little bit more. Now, even though I build my own tracker, it's still pretty expensive to to get a flight off. Uh, we we probably average. We might average about three hundred bucks a flight, and you figure twenty flights. So we we probably put anywhere from four to six thousand dollars in our balloon flights uh, the past two years. Now, that doesn't bother me, uh, and we've had a lot of great uh, support uh, from our balloon page. We've had some uh, quite a few people have donated uh, money because they uh, uh, want to be a part of the balloon tracking and launching and so forth. So. That's helped out a whole lot. I'll probably get another one going. Another, you know, the 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 balloon itself is uh, one hundred and sixty-five dollars. Just the balloon itself, and um, you need to have a talk with them because if that thing won't make super pressure, there must well, be something well, going on. Well, yeah, they're not going to claim it's their problem. I mean, there's been a lot of people already gone gone and talked to them about that. There's been a number of failures at that at that altitude, so. Anyway, I'm not going to blame it on them. Nobody knows what the problem really was there, but I'm sure it happened at super pressure. We knew it was we were super, going to super pressure, and we, we were within one or two minutes. I knew that this was the critical time, and then we went radio silent. So that's uh, that's what happened right there, man. I think Where Brett had the best comment. What was that? What, what was it? Brett had the best comment in the chat room. What did it's he say? called balloonacy. Balloonacy. Uh, balloon, there's a balloonatic and balloonacy. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. want to do, I want to do another. Hey, I've got parts. Man, I've got about. He's, he's already got the shakes. He's got to hey, do another. I, I've got to do another one. I got about 15 GPS units over there, and I got a whole, hey, I got a wad of uh, the uh, 328Ps in the other day. I, I, the only thing is, I pull my hair out when I build this tracker because it is so small, man. It is so about small. where did this one go down if it went down? Where, about where? Uh, yeah. Somewhere uh, east of uh, New Albany. Okay, not far. Not not too too awful far. Uh, you know, there's a national forest down here. I think it passed it. Okay, all right, all right. Hey, I'm gonna put the, um, you know, the show. Let's see, our our official show, Amtrody Roundtable, is kind of gonna go off. Uh, Alan, we'll uh, we'll do your segments next week. Sure, and uh, it, it'll be uh, good to do this next week where we want we be rushed with it. I'm going to we're now we're now uh, transitioning to the show after the show, or is it after the show show? I don't know what it is. Anyway, we're going to go to the after the show show. The balloonatic hour. The, this is a balloonatic hour right here, guys. This is everything is off the rails here. Here's the link. Uh, Here's the, uh, the Zoom link. If you guys will click on that Zoom link in the chat room, you can join us here. We'll talk about 
Charlie's Geiger counter down there. We'll talk about a balloon. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, you know. So uh, give us a give us a a, a call here on Zoom and, and join us. We've got. Uh, well, it looks like we've got. Uh, there's Jay, uh, uh, Jordan. We got Jordan in there. Yeah. Well, you hey. know, if Charlie keeps looking for things to make his Geiger counter goes off, he's going to be the one glowing in the dark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see who we got. Uh, Brett, Brent's coming in here. We got Brent in here. And let's see what all we got going here. We got Alan in here. I mean, not, yeah, we got Alan. We got Jordan in here. We got Brett in here. Anybody else? Come on, guys. Click on that link. Click on that link and join us. And uh, we'll have fun tonight. I hope you uh, enjoyed uh, Raisha's uh, segment. Uh, she seems to have so much fun with ham radio, and uh, that's one of the things that uh, that I like about her is she has so much fun. And uh, uh, we've got John join us. John from over Russellville. How you, how you doing, John? I, you're probably not in yet, but uh, he still got his tree up. We've got John. Is he got a tree up? Yeah, I don't know. John's over. John's year? over. Uh, John's over in Russellville. That's where I went to college. Over in Russellville, Arkansas, at Arkansas Tech. Yeah, I mean, I'm wanting to plan a trip back over there soon just to see the college. I haven't been over there, and I haven't been in a college in about 50 years over there. And I want it's grown tremendously, and I want to see what it looks like. I wonder if they let me go in the dorm. I'd like to go in the dorm. I know exactly where my room was, <clears throat> and. Uh, <clears throat> I know exactly. I know exactly where I ran the wire out the window and to the pole out there for our radio station KRUD. Uh, and uh, you know, back then we didn't have telephones in our rooms. We didn't have cell phones. But guess what? Right outside our door, we had a, we had a we had a we had a telephone hanging on the wall right there outside our door, and people would actually call in and make requests on the show. There's Charlie. There's Charlie. Uh, 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 John, are you there? John in Russellville. I think he was there a minute ago. Uh, let's see. John, are you there? I'm here. Oh, I'm there here. He there he is. There he is, man. Oh, hey, y'all must have, did you get through your net early tonight? Yes, I got, uh, I wrapped the net, I wrapped the net up early. Well, you know, uh, y'all would have to move that net because that interferes with the show timing. So I, I would like to request you move the net to a different time frame or a different day. And and I, I tell you, man, I, I know since COVID has come out, you have not cut your hair. Tell us about that, man. Right, is this a style you're going to keep? Are you hearing me, John? I'm not hearing John. No, no, I'm not keeping this. That when COVID hit, I just went in, in reclusion. I just became a hermit. And now that COVID's over, well, it isn't over yet, but I'm going to start. Uh, I'll clean up and uh, and get this cut in the next uh, month or so, and life will be back to normal. Oh, man, we, we won't even recognize you back then, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, I saw on your Facebook group, Somebody's asking, when is the Russellville Ham Fest? I want to come over there. When's it going to be? 
And I don't know why we have such a delay with John. I think John is listening to the audio on yeah, YouTube. I, I, he, <laughs> on must be. he must be. Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm real hesitant to say anything, but I don't think we're going to do the ham fest this year. Oh, we may do a swap a swap meet, but uh, yeah, we're just too uh, we're just too far into the year, and uh, and the COVID's running rampant, and I just don't think we will. The prudent thing we may not do a ham fest. Well, you you guys are making it difficult for me to get over there. I guess the only other reason seeing the school is to eat eat chicken and dressing. <laughs> On Thursday at the Old South restaurant. Now I haven't been here in about fifty years. Uh, I wonder if they're still serving. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think John's definitely listening to the YouTube audio feed yeah. and not the Zoom audio feed, getting yeah. the uh, twenty-second delay. Yeah. All right. All right, John. Good to see you, man. Glad you glad you made it there. Hey, Charlie. How you doing tonight, Charlie? Hi. Uh, hello. Hello, Alan. Hey, Charlie. Good hello, to see everybody. you. Oh man. I have a question for Alan. Oh. <laughs> I got an answer. Let's see if they match. Okay. No. <laughs> I, in fact, I didn't know uh, that that you were going to be tonight here. But but um, regarding uh, antenna tuners. Mm -hmm. uh, and not, not, not. It's about antenna tuners, but it's about uh, when you have high SWR, that they there's some. Uh, they talk about when you they correlate uh, higher high uh, SWR with loss, and they yeah. talk about loss. Right. But but if so, uh, let's see. If suppose you have a per a perfect cable with no loss. Mm -hmm. Or you are working with a very low frequency, so so that the the cable, the loss in the cable is, uh, it's not important. Right. And for example, your amplifier or your 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 equipment or your tuner has also very little loss. Right. Why is there some like a loss percentage, or there's some some text that explain that that, that tell you you are losing so much power? I don't understand. Well, yeah, so, yeah, the loss is really kind of dominated by um, the fact that you're going to have some circulating power, right? You're going to have power that goes in through the tuner, in through the transmission line. When it gets to the, the antenna that's not matched, there's some portion of that that gets reflected back. So it's traversing down through that transmission line another time. When it hits the tuner, it gets re-reflected again and goes back again. So you get yeah. power that hits the antenna that's gone through the coax once, and then three times, and then maybe even five times. So each time you go through there, you're getting kind of double that loss of whatever is in that coax. Okay, but, but depends depends on the loss of the coax. Yes, it does. It, uh, it's really if where you have it's a perfect coax. You don't have loss. Right. In, in a perfect world, you won't have that loss, and you won't have any loss in resistance in the coils, for example, in the tuner. And so, at low frequencies, oftentimes that loss can be minimal. And, but it still doesn't mean you're going to radiate well, okay? Because it really still is going to depend on how efficient the antenna is, right? Because if you had a, a 10-ohm resistor at the far end, right, you can still 
design the you know set up the tuner to match that 10 ohm resistor but that's not an efficient radiator you'll still deliver all of the power to that 10 ohm resistor or you're very close to it but it's still not going to be an efficient radiator okay so this is why having at lo- operating at low frequencies or operating with low loss line like window line or twin li- twin lead or something like that is going to still deliver the power to the antenna whatever the, the antenna you have yes right so and and so if you can place the tuning circuit at the antenna you can minimize or, or eliminate that loss but at the end of the day an antenna itself is really just a matching unit right and an antenna a properly you know tuned antenna is really an impedance transformer itself right it's taking whatever your feed line impedance is and transforming it to 377 ohms which is the impedance of free space right, right? exactly so at the right. end of the day everything is just a, a matching network okay <laughs> So, but and if you can minimize those losses in because of your operating frequency or the feed line that you're using, you'll really still deliver all that power to the load. So those little tables you see, like for example, in some uh, articles that say um, that make a little table SWR compared to the power you you lose, or they say, for example, if you have a 50 watt uh, output. Uh, transceiver, you will be getting this power on the antenna, and they make a little table, and and the higher the SWR, the yeah. the lower the power you get on the antenna. That's yeah, not true. Yeah, what I don't know is if those tables are based just on the amount of reflected power. You know, uh, yeah. I've, well, I just installed one of these. Just got this is a little MSJ, FJ, MFJ meter, and if I hold it up to the camera, you can see. Yeah. It has two needles, one that shows the forward power, one that shows the reflected power, and where they cross yep. determines the SWR. It's right. actually the ratio of the square root of the forward power to the reflected power. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, most of the loss from, uh, from, from high SWR comes at, at the transitions between your feed line and your antenna. Um, or from your radio to your feed line if it's not properly matched. Um, so, so what you want to do is eliminate those, and that's the reason why I'm a great fan of remote tuners because they get rid of the they, they get rid of the loss at the most common spot where you lose power, which is right where the feed line hits the antenna. Yeah, exactly. But but, but so but my my final idea is that those tables that that mention loss uh, respect to SWR. Uh, are are not correct. They they don't take in account. They don't even know what table you have or or, or anything. So they can't. There's the, yeah yeah. I don't think what. those tables are looking at the the loss in that transmission line. I think they're looking. I think what they're really reporting, and I guess I'd have to do the math to see, is what it may just be reporting the percentage of of, of reflected power. At the end of the day, the tuner is going to take that and because of the conjugate math, re-reflect that back out again, right? Exactly. So, but and the but that I don't know that the tables that you're looking at might just be giving you how much power is being reflected back. Okay, I don't know. I, I have to check in that sense, right? Yeah, there's another thing uh, because if not, for example, you have a a you have a an antenna tuner and you have a very high SWR from the tuner to the antenna, right? And if if it, that uh, is what kind of tuner. Is, is, the tuner, is, it, is the tuner at your rig or is the tuner at, at the end of the at feed the rig, line? At the rig. Okay, uh, that's different. If yeah, the, but, but the, the point here is... Match. Oh, I'm sorry. If, if, 
if I'm feeding like uh, 100 watt output, if, if there would be a lot of loss, the tuner would get hot or the cable would get hot with the, with the power I'm getting out. And, and that's not true. Well, and well, here's the other day, I'm making contacts. I'm making yeah. QSOs. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you my situation here, and then I want to hear what Brett has to say too. My situation here, I've got a 130-foot center-fed doublet, 450-ohm ladder line coming in here to the back of my, my tuner um, and uh, or transmatch, impedance, tra impedance, uh, you know, impedance transmatch. And I know on some bands, if I, if I go, if I just bypass the tuner, on some bands, I've got a 15-to-1 or 20-to-1 SWR, okay? But when I properly tune that up, I got a very low-loss feed line, and I get around the world on 100 watts in this really crappy antenna <laughs> so, because it, even though the table might say I'm losing 60% of my power, it just means that it's reflecting back down the line and going back again. It's making a couple of trips, but at the end of the day that it's being delivered to that really ugly load that I, I call an antenna in my backyard. <laughs> so, and it's getting out. I have a question for you, Alan. Do you have a four foot ground rod or an eight foot ground rod? I have a zero ground rod. I'm on the second ah, floor yeah, here. That's no ground. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a second floor here feeding a balanced antenna, and I, and I don't have a, a ground system from here down to the ground. Yeah, an RF ground. I don't have RF ground either. Yeah. I've got I a safety ground, and this is based on the house, but I don't have an RF ground here in the shack, unfortunately. I have a choke in the in the safety, in the, in the, in the line, uh, in the power. Yeah. Uh, in the power RF, uh, sorry, ground line, so yeah. that no RF goes down on the... Yeah. On, yeah. Well, on if, the you, if you have a dipole, that's not what's important. What's important is there, you to eliminate the speed bumps going from your output stage to the antenna. And there are two. There's uh, if you have if you, if you have a feed line which is not 50 ohms, which is typically what your your rig puts out, um, you need to manage the transition between your rig and the feed line. And then at the other end of the feed line, you need to manage the other bump which goes between your feed line and the antenna. So you may actually need two matching networks. Um, if you have a multi-band antenna, you probably need to have some kind of a tuner out there at the antenna. Um, and and you and if you if you're using 50 ohm coax, you don't need anything. It won't help you to have anything at the rig. Um, but if you're using something like 450 ohm ladder line, then you need a matching network and it pays to have one. Right. That's why uh, in the, in reflections, which I haven't read read, but yeah. the book Re reflection, yeah. it's called that. Uh, the prologue says that. Everything started after Second World War. World War II. That they invented the coax line. Uh, before that, you called it the antenna system. Right, and right. It was and you just yeah, you maximize the antenna and the line. The smoke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your antenna started at at, at the rig, and yeah. the rest was the antenna system. Yeah, I like I like that reflections book. Just a, a really a, just a collection of chapters of articles of things like that <clears> from Walt Maxwell. And uh, I think he really puts it in, in a good perspective. And that's, that's where I got most of my understanding from it. And, uh, you know, may not, may not all be 100% right, but... It's, it's I, I was trying to get it in print, but, but I couldn't get it in print. Those are the types of books, like, like uh, this is uh, this one. Okay. Yeah. This one is th those yeah. books that you need to, to read them in paper. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've got that one in the next edition. Or the previous I edition, I should no, say. No, the previous. I have the previous yes. too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah All buddy. right. So, do you have a VNA there, uh, Charlie? 
The VNA, which VNA? No, I don't have it here. I... You have a VNA though, right? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. Well, you, you watch Alan's uh, the thing next week, and he'll he'll show you how to uh, <laughs> how to use it. He'll show you how to shorten your coax or whatever you know in order to get it done. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, SWR doesn't change when you change coax length; it just rotates you around the the impedance chart. So right. <laughs> No, there's something you're important. You're just sweeping also. the SWR under the carpet is what you're doing. <laughs> like I said, there's an infinite combination of impedances that can result in the same SWR. They all lie on a circle on a Smith chart. And uh, some tuners will have better jobs or have an easier job of converting from one spot on that circle to the center than another. And that's why adding or subtracting line length can help you sometimes. It's part of the tuning. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, but for example, you ha- there's another trick that you have to be careful is that when you have higher SWR, the forward power is the addition of the your power plus the one that comes back and reflects yeah. again. Yeah, but depending on where you are, where you are on the line, it might appear as lower power or higher power. That's 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 the really it's, you're looking at that standing weight, right? There's the sum Sometimes of, of those two, the vector sum of those things going in opposite directions. So, uh, so. Like that cross needle meter that uh, that Brett showed, that'll generally sh- the forward power is going to generally kind of show sometimes the sum of the two. It really depends on how those cu- how well those couplers really separate those two back you know out from each other. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's not simply reading the the instrument that you have to understand what's happening because right. maybe you say oh I have great output power and. And no, you're having trouble with yeah. yours. But, but I, I like if, I, if I'm going to look at a meter when I'm tuning something, I, I like the cross needles because you can kind of really see when you're tuning, you know, what's going on. And you're really just, you know, tuning it to minimize the reflected power. There you go. So, yeah. Yep. Is that a Daiwa? Well, you know, yeah, you like know, guys, yep. you know. It looks like a yeah. Daiwa. Yeah, an old one. Yes. All right. I'll tell you what, yeah. that, that is, I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So look, hey, don't worry too much about it. Just put a piece of wire up there and operate. Do like the olden days. We got some old coax. We put a hundred watt light bulb at the end and tuned up for maximum brightness. There you go. That's yeah. all well, we did. They didn't I, even have. I, I saw a video from Raisa yeah. that she yeah. that she went uh, on on uh, to to a friend of her that had a like a very homemade and huge uh, power amplifier. Yeah. Uh, and they tuned with a light bulb. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we did not. We didn't have watt meters, or we didn't have SWR meters back in the novice days when you know I got my license, and um, I had a pipe that went up to a dipole. I call it a pipe. It was a, a old piece of coax. I don't know how many years old it was, but water when it would rain, you know, I I didn't know about waterproof my coax. When it rained, I had water coming out the end of my PL two fifty nine there in the shack, you know. <laughs> it was coming down that coax, you know. But hey Well, you know, we came from a different era and that's right, back yeah. in back in our era it was protect the rig and the SWR. We didn't care about the antenna yeah. match. Yeah. We just wanted the rig to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I see a Radio Shack DX150. Uh, it's actually a 160, yep. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. I used to have one of those. Yeah, that's the same one that I bought in the early to mid-70s after saving up lawn mowing money for a whole summer. 
<laughs> and the antenna that I'd used with that when I was a kid, uh, I had picked up an old TV on the side of the road, took the deflection yoke off the back of the picture of uh, the picture tube, and I unwound that and strung that up in the attic. And that was, and that, was that was probably a tough thing to do because that wire was glued together pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was thin and it would break, and I, would, yeah. I was peeling at it, and it was. But once you got past the first, the outside of it, the the amount of varnish on it got less, so it was a little bit easier yeah, to peel it yeah. apart. <laughs> I mean, back then, you know, I built my own two meter antenna out of wood and coat hangers. Yeah, you know, I had a oh, yeah. seven element beam. Yeah, you know, it worked. My first mobile antenna. My first uh, mobile antenna was actually this is uh, this actually was in the handbook I think or maybe the the uh, antenna handbook. It was a quarter wave two meter, you know, what was it like nineteen inch whip? Nineteen inch whip, yeah. Into a PL two fifty nine, soldered yeah. into the top of a um, a tuna fish can on top mm. of a tuna fish can that was soldered down on a square piece of copper plate. Yeah, and then you take duct tape and you tape that copper plate down to the top of your car, and that's the antenna we ran on two meters. Exactly. You know, we look back on that. You know, here we're sitting here arguing about where, what feed point, or I don't want to say argue, but debating on, you know, a, a tuner at the feed point and at the antenna, and I'm like. I just want the signal to get out. I don't care about the SWR. I just don't want the rig to blow. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Well, well, with the yeah. hey, with the new rigs that they got now, if you hit it with something more than two and a half, oh, it won't even one. I it, it, it will go into it will go into caution mode. Uh, I had a Yezu seven fifty seven. You hit it. You hit it more than two and a half. And it would automatically just lock up, and you couldn't do a darn thing until you reset the darn thing. <laughs> yeah, but remember back in the day, we knew we had an SWR problem when the tubes were glowing purple. Yeah, or red, <laughs> or if the plates were turning or red. red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, purple was beyond red. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But if your plates turned cherry red, you were in trouble. Yes. Yeah. That's right, man. God, hey, let, hey, let me give you a let me give you a report, man, on my generator. Hey, yes. I'm making some progress. Yay. I'm making hey, I'm making some progress on my generator. Let's see if I can show you this here. Uh let's see. Is that it right there? Look at there, man. I got it sitting on a slab, man. Oh. Look at that. I got it sitting on a slab and I've got look at there. I've got uh two transfer switches that's all put in right there on the wall. Oh Lord. Are they that. automatic? Yeah, yeah, it's all automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, two transfer switches and it all uh, conduited in right there. And the gas man came today and he ran a gas line to it. He has to pressurize it, and the inspector will check, make sure it's holding pressure tomorrow, and then he'll hook it up. And then how much uh, of your house is going to be uh, run on that? How much what? How much of my house? How, how much? How many of the circuits in your house? All of them or uh, all of them? Portion? Oh, nice. All of them. Uh, yeah, and, and probably and the neighbors. And probably my neighbor. Uh, this last <laughs> the last month we had a you know some ice storm here and uh, well we had an outage and uh, we just ran a, a heavy extension cord over his house and he was able to plug in his refrigerators and freezers and stuff you know. Yeah, Memphis Light Gas and Water has designated Tom's house as their newest substation. Uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. The Griswolds are going to plug in their uh, Christmas lights, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're making we're making real progress there. It only took seven months to get it uh, with the uh, supply chain shortage. Uh, seven months is what it took exactly to get the thing to me here. Let's see my comments. The only thing you need to do now is put a put UPSs on your sensitive electronics so that when it switches over with a bang, it well, doesn't take any of the electronics. I've got, I've got uh, a UPS circuit through my home. When I when I moved here, I ran me a separate circuit throughout the house uh, from my shop. It goes to my TV, to my internet. It goes to all the computers in the in my office. It comes back here. And uh, I've got 300 pounds of uh, battery sitting outside, and uh, it'll run Damn. about it, it. It runs about seven or eight hours, you know, pretty heavy loaded, you know, six or eight computers, TV, and you know, some other things. Um, Did you just say six or eight computers? Yeah, that's that's how many that are. Oh, you should it. see the office that's, there. That's oh how my many, God. That's how many that are on it. Well, I, let me take it back. I might have should have said 15 computers. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got three or four Jeez. in the office. Three or four in the office. Uh, I've only got five. I got. I feel insignificant yeah, now. Let me, let me. I got a picture here somewhere. What am I looking for here? Let's see. Let's see. That's not it. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. Well, okay. I'm gonna find it. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> What is that right there? Oh, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I'm getting close. Stand by. Stand by. There we go. Well, right there you can see one, two, three. There's four right there. Four. And then there's one over there, five. And I got three or four or five uh, laptops in the closet here that I take on our webcast. There's one on over there at the uh, thing. We've got two or three on in the office. So I, I may have, you know, I may have eight or nine computers on at any given time, but uh, that 300 pounds of battery will hang in there, man. It'll run a long time. Oh, I bet it will. Yeah. Now this thing, this this uh this uh generator will, this generator will start up. It's, it's going to take about 10 to 15 seconds before it gets cranked up and and gets power. So. The UPS to keep everything steady, you know. How many how many gigawatts is this generator? The generator it's t it's twenty two gigawatts. <laughs> Full legal. Yeah, it's twenty two gigawatts. And my that, my old generator setup is all manual. I've got I've got a six thousand watt generator, but it's on on wheels in the garage, and I've got a sub panel in the garage. And um, <clears throat> if I lose power here and it's going to be out for a while, um, I'll just flip the main breaker in the house. Yep, and then I'll backfeed the panel from the garage through a thirty amp breaker, so I can run that's thirty a, amps of stuff in the house. That's exactly that's generator exactly, stuff y'all are talking yeah, about, Alan. That's exactly what I'm doing here. I've got a eighty-seven hundred watt out, portable outside there in my in the yeah. garage, and I've got me a I got me a two twenty thirty amp circuit. I ran out there for my welder. Yeah. And I just uh, like like you say, I flip the main off, and I just yeah, backfeed. Yeah, it. I just I just unplug the the yep. air compressor and plug the generator yep. in there and backfeed to the compressor. Yep, that's what I do. And uh, of course, that's that's probably considered a no no. But 
Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, against you know, code, but uh, as I long mean, as you, you cut know, the main breakers, you, know. you don't fry the linemen, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, so, at, my other, so at my other you... house, at my other house, I actually had a mechanical uh, transfer switch. I don't know if you've seen it, Alan, but oh, yeah. it's a it's a piece of metal uh, that that you drill a couple of holes in your uh, breaker box, and this piece of metal fits on there, and it goes around the main. And you have to flip the main down, and that drops this metal down, and that lets you flip on the 220 that goes to the generator. You, so okay. that, you can only have one on at the time, you know. Okay. Uh, but that's that's a mechanical. Now, I don't know if that's really approved, but it, it does ensure that you can never have the generator on the, and the, yeah. you know, the, the, the main one on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of massive amounts of power, have you all seen where now the uh, – the people mining the cryptocurrency are buying power stations. No, I haven't seen it. They are buying complete power generating stations to power their crypto mining computers. That's happening here in Wyoming. As a matter of fact, our senator is uh, really gung-ho about crypto mining because she sees it as a way to save the coal industry here. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, really. Cynthia Loomis and is uh, touting uh, crypto and cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and everything else because she's uh, because she has this idea that that uh, that's what's going to save uh, the coal industry and maybe the oil industry because everything else is going to go solar or wind powered. Mm. It's going to be several years before that happens. Going to be a while. And then, hey, and then China's probably going to cut off all the uh, material we need for them. So, uh, we'll, I don't know, man. Well, we'll just hook up to your generator. Well, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Could be a long extension cord to South Haven there. <laughs> well, what we'll, what we'll do, we'll put our own poles in, and we'll just jack it up to about 14,000 volts. And, I was uh, just going to put Godzilla on a leash and turn her loose on the treadmill. Yeah, we can get it. Oh, down. wow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll cook your toast. Poor <laughs> <Well>, Godzilla. <laughs> oh, no. No, you don't understand. They just turned seven, and it's taken her seven years to discover the purpose of a lap. Uh, oh, she's finally got on your lap? <laughs> uh, yeah. And my my, my is, sixty pound dog figured that out about six yeah, years ago. So you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going through. <laughs> now it's every morning and every evening she must have her lap time. Oh uh, yeah, she's yeah, my sixty so I got a sixty pound lap dog. She'll jump right on my lap sitting in the chair here. So <laughs> when I was still living at home, I had a cat that uh loved to jump up in my lap while I was playing games and literally would lay across my arms where I had him on the keyboard. <laughs> Literally straight across, and I'm like, I can't move, chickpea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, hey, guys, I've got. Uh, let me let me show you something here. Um, we had high hopes for this flight, and um, they just didn't turn out. Uh, we had, um, well, we had our mission patch. Let's see. Let me get it on here. Yeah, yeah. As much problem as you've had, we had our we had our mission patch and everything here. We had our mission patch. Um, Somebody asked if uh, astronaut. Well, let's see. Well, let's see. There's a there. There's. It's hard to see the the uh, uh, ants there training. Uh, that's on our Facebook group. They're training your weightlessness. Um, 
Someone asked if uh, Colonel Wheelock, astronaut Wheelock, uh, helped train him, and I actually have a picture here with uh, Colonel Wheelock uh, training them. I don't know if I can find it or not. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, let me. Hey, here's a quick little video. It's about a one and a half minute, two minute video of the launch to let you see how well. It's a beautiful day today to launch. Here we go. Let's see if I can get this uh, where you can see it. Maybe that'll work. Okay. I know, I know. We're getting right, ready for the launch uh, here. W5KUB 105. We're going to be launching here in just a second. There's uh, Ed. There's the balloon. All right. All right, I would say I'd say let's let her rip, man. Let her rip, Tater Chip. Oh, I can't even see it's going straight up. Well, that was no wind today. <laughs> I, I, my neck, my neck wouldn't bend high enough, man. There's a jet up here. Hey, actually, you don't see the jet. Oh, you heard me say there's a jet up here. FedEx was coming in really close to it. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you launch it? What What time did we? Yeah. It was at uh, 8, uh, 8.50 a.m. this morning. Oh, I still hadn't made it into Memphis at <laughs> that yeah, time. I yeah. was still on my way so, in. So... Um, you can see I'm, I'm zoomed way out. I mean, I'm zoomed way in right now. Uh, you'll see. I was having trouble with my camera. In the sunlight, I can barely see the screen. Uh, so it was very difficult pointing it at the uh, balloon there. But uh, I managed to get a few shots. You can see the tracker hanging below it there. And then I'm going to zoom back. Uh, zoom back out. So you'll see kind of how far away that shot was. I really like that launch we did that had the drone. Yeah, Chase, yeah, that was right. cool. We should be zooming back right about here, so you're gonna see how far it already traveled right there. But uh, there we go. It's still out there. <laughs> hey, they mowed that field. Yeah, 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 mowed the field. Uh. Tom, is there a reason that you have to go? It seems like the issue is when you try to go to super pressure. I know you're doing it for the altitude, but wouldn't it be best to just say we've got an issue with the the super pressure and keep it below super pressure? There's no way to do it. Can't it, do it at forty thousand feet. No, just leave no it? there's no way to do it. It's based on based on volume of the balloon and uh, whether it'll hold it or not. Because that gas is going to keep expanding. It's it, it just going to keep expanding, keep expanding, keep expanding every foot it goes up. And at some point, the balloon has to hold it back. And once the balloon stops the expansion, that, that determines your float altitude. Uh, we've flown many at, at a 42,000 float fine. Yeah. It just, it just I, we just like had some bad luck. Recently, you ju you're just not getting something to hold the pressure. We've, we've had some bad luck, you know, here. I believe the material of the balloons. Well, nobody will uh, 
Nobody will uh, uh, believe that, actually. Let's see. Here's a, uh, you know, and hey, boy, I was looking forward to our, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, we had some good uh, jet streams. I don't know if you can see that or not, but uh, jet streams, there's Memphis right about there where it's pointing, and then jet streams were up around 100 miles an hour right there. And it appeared that we were probably going to prediction was going to take us uh, up north and back down over the UK, or we could have possibly gone across the southern part there. But th those speeds were up in a hundred, some places even 150 miles per hour. But uh, you know, uh, we've got uh, balloon fever, so uh, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably going to happen again, guys. I have a question. I heard Raisa said when you asked her why did she launch at night, and she said something about 80-meter band propagation. You know, I, I, I didn't catch that. Something about the band they were using was only good at nighttime. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think uh, her tracker's on 80 meters. Well, I, thought, I thought they were actually, she actually before she launched the, the balloon to go all the way up, she was actually using it. Just as a she an was, anchor yeah, point for a yeah. long wire antenna that they were using on the low band. She was, and, right. and after they finished doing that, is when they decided to let it to let it fly. So I think I think it was that was going on. Yeah, I think it had a. I think it, it had a four hundred and thirty-two megahertz. Yeah, she transmitter. said something about four thirty. Also, that yeah. HT definitely was a wasn't yeah, a yeah. meter HT. No, you know, she, yeah, if you look at her chat at her YouTube page, I think she was she was actually using a balloon lifted long wire antenna. To yeah. make contacts, and then they'd done that in the evening to take oh, advantage okay. of the 80 I got you. Yeah, yeah, that was. And then the when reason. they were done with that, then they launched. Yep. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yes. What you got to do now, now, Tom, is do a cold weather, uh, like up here at the 10 degrees right now in cold weather launch. Yeah, we got 12 here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we hit 100. 100 oh, Fahrenheit. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was like 28 degrees this morning when Tom launched. Yeah. yeah. That's a I don't think the dog's going to go for a walk when I go down. I think I'll let her out in the backyard to do her business. She'll come running right back in. <laughs> I believe it was 27 when I left the house here, left here this morning. Uh -huh. And by the time I got to Memphis, it was 45. How much, uh, Tom, how much uh, snow did you have then? How much what? Snow. How much snow? Just, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you in your terms. We had a little less than two point five centimeters. Less than an inch. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. am close to yeah. two feet now in the last few days. Yeah. Around here. That's we had the snow blow around four times. Yeah. yeah we had. Yeah. I had nothing really here. Maybe a half a centimeter. Yeah, we had. We had about six inches. So. Twenty-three centimeters here. <laughs> here in Huntsville, I think the deepest it got in downtown was uh, two inches, two three inches. You can take a broom to that. Uh, uh, they they closed town down there, did they, uh, Jordy? Uh, for some of the areas, yes. Uh, schools were closed for two days. And uh, I think they had to ice down our bridges because people don't know how to drive in Huntsville and snow. Well, hell no, they don't. Yeah, I <laughs> even close. The local schools didn't even close here. Yep, I got to stay home that Thursday. So 
I stayed home Thursday because I didn't trust driving across to Memphis. Exactly. You know, I don't mind trying to drive it, but you've driven through Memphis. You know what kind of insanity occurs in snow. And see, what's even worse is what the temperature was supposed to drop below freezing while the roads were still wet. Yeah. So I was like, "Mm, nah, I'm not even going (laughs) to attempt it. I called it. Calling in sick. Not making it. <laughs> well, what you do? Well, the, the, well see, there, there's a uh, there's a little unknown piece here, and the way you drive in snow in the South, particularly the Memphis area, you do not leave for work at the regular time. You wait until 10 a.m. By then, everybody's off the road in a ditch. The roads are clear. You're fine. <laughs> hey, uh, somebody, somebody asked uh, if Doug, <laughs> some, someone asked us if uh, astronaut Wheelock kept training, trained the ants. And uh, here's a picture. Here's a picture here of astronaut Wheelock and the ants uh, during one of the training uh, let's sessions. Let's see. We'll have to pin that so we can see that up close. Yeah, there they are. There yeah. That's cool. Right, gentlemen, I'm going to jump out and uh, let the dog out so she can freeze her butt off in the backyard. <laughs> All right, we got about uh, we have about four uh, minutes. Four minutes on. He left does one, on the one webcast here. Comes back in a little while later. I put on. He does other duties and back in real quick. We have yeah. a little pug mix. He doesn't stay up very long. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, we got about four minutes left on our shortwave uh, segment here. I just want to say uh, uh, hello again to everybody out there listening on shortwave. Uh, this is uh, the show after the show. Uh, we have a two-hour window uh, here. Uh, you've actually, on the short wave, you've heard both the ham radio show and the show after the show. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, hey, thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next week. All right. All right. I'll see everybody later on. Good to see everybody. All right. We'll be on. Yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> All right, take 73, care. stay safe. All right. Well, Mike, how you been doing up here, man? Up here? Yeah. Here surviving. Just surviving. Shoveling snow, snow blowing, plowing it, just driving to it. Yeah. Having fun in it. All right. Yeah, I have all kinds of fun in the snow up here. Yeah. Hey, what about people... Buffalo? Wait a minute. What about Buffalo Grove, Illinois? Uh, do, do you have any snow up there? We did not get a ton of snow, but what we did get uh, after that was uh, <clears throat> freezing rain and ice. So we've probably got about three or four inches of snow on the ground covered by a nice, maybe half-inch thick crust of ice. You it's can nice keep that. I'll, I'll, you can keep your your ice. I will drive through three feet of snow with no problem at all. Oh, a- absolutely. Ab- absolutely. It was... Terrible. I mean, the, the, for two days when I went out there and tried to walk the dog, I was walking like a penguin. I was, you know, or like one of those. Um, hmm. We, we call it up here. Uh, we're in the upper peninsula of the UP. We call it the UP shuffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't pick your feet up. Just kind of shuffle as you walk. They see, I've got the best of both worlds. I live in a small hill. In a town where three flakes of snow will shut the town down. If that ice happens to hit on my little hill, it is just the right angle that nobody makes it to the top. They get three quarters of the way up. And even four-wheel drives, they break loose. 
and it is hilarious. Not even <laughs> Amazon Prime. Because they're within 10 feet of making it <laughs> all the way back down. <laughs> I'll never forget last year when Memphis got all the ice and I had to drive over there to unload at Marion, Arkansas. Yep. And, it's, and I was carrying about 23,000 pounds in the trailer and we had to come to a stop going in on ice and all I did was all four of my drive tires were just doing this for about oh, yeah. so I got traction again. <laughs> you know, uh, here we, we don't got we don't get uh, snow and people here say, when they always say, ah, how nice having snow and everything and 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 I say it's lovely to have snow just when you go uh, to visit some place mm -hmm. with snow. Look at the snow. Very nice, the snow. Go back to a place without snow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to say it was about probably about four or five years ago, Amy and I were on our way home from the Orlando Hamcation. And we got north of Atlanta, uh, about, about as far as Atlanta, and it started to snow. Mm -hmm. And as we're working our way north, it's getting snowier and snowier and snowier. And you got to realize that once you leave, you know, or <clears throat> once you leave Atlanta, you're in um, Tennessee and where, where they don't have but two snow plows in the entire state. And the roads were terrible and it was just getting deeper and deeper. And then we crossed from Tennessee going north on 75 into Kentucky. Um we had planned to uh, stop overnight with uh, some cousins of ours in Cincinnati, but uh, that didn't happen. It just, just kept getting worse and worse. And finally, uh, <clears throat> Amy got on the computer and from the car, made a hotel reservation. We got off somewhere just south of uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And we're going up the ramp, and there's this guy with Florida plates on his car uh -oh. ahead mm -hmm. of us going up the ramp. <laughs> And I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to, like, contact him with mental telepathy because there's a stop sign at the top of the ramp. And I'm telling him, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> and, and, of course, this, this Florida guy in this big old rear-wheel drive Cadillac stops. And I can see him now, and he's sliding back down the hill as he's spinning his wheels and starting to turn and fishtail. I just sort of didn't went right around him and blew right through the stop sign mm, mm, mm. and went down the street and found our hotel, which was on top of a great big hill. So I pulled into the gas station across the street from the hotel, and I'm looking at four or five cars halfway up the hill stopped. And I said to the guy in the gas station, is there another hotel up here, around here that isn't? up the hill <laughs> yeah. okay. and he said yeah you can't see it from here you got to walk around the other side of the gas station but there's one on level ground right over there so i got back in the car and you get back on the computer changes a reservation to that hotel we got the last room <laughs> and, uh, the mailboxes on my street uh usually get replaced about once every three or four years because when they get to the top of the hill and can't make it, there's at least three.